Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. The story is called Dashy Gets Her Wings. But it's also she she got her I'm away to the right one's owl house, okay? Okay. The Octonauts explore the ocean. From the midnight zone all the way to the surface, they love the sea. When they explore, it's so exciting because they're sure they're going to see things they've never seen before. Go places they've never been before. And they'll help creatures they've never known. The Octonauts were exploring a new part of the ocean, a place they had never been before. It was very exciting because it looked so different from what they were used to. The Octonauts were used to sand and kelp and seaweed, sea urchins and fish. They liked seeing the um, rocky coral, and they would talk with starfish. But this place that they had come to in the octopod was nothing like that. The ground was yellow and reflective, like shiny stone. And the creatures were very different. There were seahorses, but they didn't look like seahorses. They had very big flipping fins, and they had very long wrapping tails. And the horses had little tiny horns on their heads. Some of the fishes looked very different too. They would have a head that would swim in one direction, but instead of having a tail, they would have another head on the back side of them too. So they would have heads on both sides, trying to swim in different directions. These fish never seemed to go very far, because they were always conflicting with one another. Blimey, said Quasi. This place is strange. I've never seen anything like this here. Captain Barnacle says, neither have I, Quasi, and that's why we're here. To explore, report, and to learn. Dashy, to the headquarters. Dashy came up to the headquarters. She had her camera with her, as she always does. Captain Barnacle said, Dashy, we're here in this strange new place. Dashy looked out the window. Captain, this is, place is amazing. Look at all these strange yellow rocks and funny fish. Captain Barnacle said, yes. We need you to photograph them so we have evidence for research. She said, aye, aye, Captain. Quasi, go with her and begin to swim around the outside of the octopod looking to see what you can find that's new, and take Shellington with you so he can record it in his book while Dashy takes pictures. Oi, oi, said Captain. The octopod came to a stop. It parked right in a little clearing on this yellow stone that they had never seen before. The, the door came down, and the mouth of the octopod opened, and out of the mouth of the octopod popped three aquanauts with their helmets. There was Quasi, Dashy, and Shellington. They swam around the octopod, checking out all the new and interesting things. They found little rocks that actually glowed a bright blue light. They found kelp that could sing. They saw all kinds of other different fishes and octopuses with 20 legs instead of 8. Dashi was taking pictures of everything. It was so much fun to see all these new things. The rest of the octonauts were in the octopod, getting ready for the mission of exploration of this new place. 
when something happened that no one noticed. The ground right below the octopod began to open. It opened slowly at first, then very quickly. Before anyone knew it, a huge, fast gust of water came all the way out and blew the whole octopod up into the air, well, up into the seawater, and it began to float upside down. Everyone in the octopod went, whoa, as the octopod twisted and turned in the water. It was some sort of vent. They'd never seen anything like it before. The octopod was on its side, right next to the vent that was spewing super fast water out of the hole. Dashie said, look, the octopod's in trouble. Quasi said, blimey, we gotta get back and help him. As they were coming back, though, something happened. The vent that was spewing really fast water stopped for just a second, and a huge, strange-looking sea snake came out. It was as big as the octopod was. It used its long body to slither up right under the engine part of the octopod, and it grabbed the shining fuel cell that made the octopod go, pulled it out, grabbed it in its teeth, and went back into its hole. Oh no, said Quality. He's taken our fuel cell, Shellington said. I've never seen anything like that before. I wonder what it was. Why would he need our fuel cell? The octopod immediately went dark because it had no power because the big snake had taken it. Dashy and Quasi and Shellington got back into the octopod, which was on its side. Everyone was walking on the walls, because the walls were now the floor, because the, the octopod was on its side. Captain Barnacle said, Sound the octo-alert! But there was a problem. They couldn't sound the octo-alert, because there was no power. All right then, gather everyone into the mess hall. Everyone went down into the kitchen, where the vegetables were. The vegetables were having trouble because all of their cooking equipment was on the walls, because the walls were the new floor. All the chairs and tables were turned over. Everything was a mess. Captain Barnacle said, All right, everybody calm down, calm down. We need to find a way to get our engine cell back from that strange underwater giant sea snake. Any options? Tweak said, well, Captain, I don't think we have any options except one. we got to go in that hole and get it back. Captain Barnacle said, all right, let's give it a shot. Quasi said, I'll take a guppy. It's strong enough to fight the currents of water coming out. I'll get it back, sir. Captain said, all right, but I'm going with you, and so is Peso. They all got into a guppy. Guppies didn't need power like the octopod. They had their own power because they were little tiny ships. The guppy got free and went out of the octopod. It tried to go straight down the hole into the rushing water, but the water was just too fast. So fast, in fact, that the guppy was thrown way back by the water. They didn't know what to do. If they didn't get their engines fixed, they wouldn't be able to get out of here. Dashie was taking pictures, when all of a sudden, a strange little sea monkey swam up behind her. It said, Hello, friends. Dashie went, Bah! What are you? The sea monkey said, I'm a sea monkey, obviously. It was using its ears to swim, which was very strange to watch. It had arms and legs and a tail like a monkey, but its ears were made of fish fins. You seem to be having some trouble, it said. What's going on here? Dashie explained that they were in this ship that got turned over and a big snake stole their engine and went back down into a hole and they couldn't go in the hole because the water was coming out too fast and they didn't have anything that could get past the fast water. The sea monkey said, 
Hmm, do you know what you need? You need some underwater wings. Dashi said, underwater wings? Where would we get that? He said, you would get that from the great horned owl. Owl? Where would we find that? He lives in an underwater cave just around the corner. Dashi said, owls don't live underwater. They live in the air. The sea monkey said, this owl lives underwater in a big air bubble home at the bottom of the ocean. If you don't believe me, go look. That's all I can say. Bye-bye. The sea monkey swam off. Dashi went and reported to the gang, to the aquanauts. Captain Barnacle said, this may be our only option. We should take it. Quasi said, right, let's go see this big horned owl. If he can give us wings that'll let us fly against the currents coming out of that tunnel, we can get our engine back and we can go home. Dashi said, all right, let's do it. Captain Barnacle, Peso, Quasi, and Dashi all went to the great owl. They had to go into the cave from underneath a huge rock into some dark tunnels that took twists and turns. The tunnels got really small, and it was hard to move at some points. They had to struggle to get through the jagged rocks. How does a great horned owl even get in here? This is the tiniest little cave I've ever been in. Dashie said, me too. As she swam, she scraped her ankle on a rock, and it started to bleed. Ow, she said. I got cut. Don't worry, I'll keep swimming, though. They swam until they finally came to an opening. To their surprise, when they popped out of the opening, they popped out of a small pool of water. There was air way under the ocean here. And inside this place, it was pretty incredible. It was a massive cavern with lots of vegetation growing on the ground, the walls, and the ceiling. There was light, massive amounts of light coming from up above. They realized the light was made from special worms that could glow. And of course, you couldn't miss the great horned owl sitting on his, his throne of stone at the end of the cavern. The great horned owl said, Who are you and why have you come to see me? The aquanauts approached. Captain Barnacle said, I am Captain Barnacle and these are the octonauts. We hear you can help us with the problem we're having. The engine to our ship has been stolen by a great sea snake and taken down into a hole. The only problem is we can't get it back because the hole has gushing water coming out so fast we can't get in. The great horned owl said, You need underwater wings to get into that hole. I choose you. He pointed right to Dashi. Dashi said, Me? And he said, You. Take one feather and you shall have my wings. He flapped his great wings, and as he flapped, a single feather came loose. It floated down, and it was big, as big as Dashi was. When she came up to the feather, she touched it. The feather disappeared with a <laughs> sound, and before she knew it, she had wings on her back. But these weren't wings like she was wearing a suit or a piece of clothing or a machine. These wings were part of her body. They were coming right out of the back of her skin. She could move them as if they were her arms or her legs. Captain, I got wings! Quasi said, Blimey, try them out, try them out, can you fly? She flapped her wings, gently at first, then harder, and as she flapped them harder and harder, she began to lift off the ground. I can fly! She flew all around the cavern, all over the vegetation, swooping down past the aquanauts. This is great! The great horned owl said, You will swim vastly, superior speeds to what you know underwater as well.
Captain Barnacle said, Dashie, I'm so happy you have wings. We need to go get our engine. Time to come down. Aye, aye, Captain, said Dashie. She came down. They went back into the tunnels. When they came out, she spread her big wings and said, All right, let's see how fast I can swim with these wings. She flapped them, and with one flap, she went so fast, she was already back at the octopod while everyone else was way far away at the cave. Captain Barnacle yelled, yelled back and said, Dashie, I think you are super fast. Let us get to the octopod, and then we'll try getting back the engine. She flapped her wings again, and woof, she was right back in front of the captain. She said, Captain, you don't need to yell. I'll just take all you with me. They all held hands. She flapped her wings, and poof, they were back at the octopod. Quasi said, Blimey, that's the fastest I've ever gone in my life. Now to get the engine, she said. She flapped into the air, got right over the vent, and started flapping. The water was so strong that even with her super fast swimming, she was going fairly slow through the current. They watched her as her wings flapped. She was making progress, and slowly she was able to get past the super fast water and get into the hole. The hole was dark, except for the two glowing eyes of the sea snake. The snake went, Who are you? I'm Dashie, and you stole our engine, and I'm here to get it back. The snake said, The engine is mine. It is warm, and I like it warm in my dark cave. Dashie said, Well, we need it to go home, so you need to give it back. It's not yours. The snake said, You'll have to take it from me. He was holding the engine in his teeth. He smiled, and his mouth glowed because the engine was glowing. His eyes got small as he got intense. Dashie said, All right then, if it's gotta be like that, here we go. She flew around the cavern, and the snake followed her quickly as he could, but he was not as fast as her new wings. He twisted himself into a knot before he knew it, and he couldn't move. He said, I can't move! And as he yelled, the engine fell out of his mouth. Dashie caught it before it hit the ground, and she began to fly for the opening. The snake said, no, but he couldn't do anything because he was all tied in a knot. She went straight out of the hole at super speeds, so much so that she almost went to the surface of the water and came right out, bursting in from the ocean into the sky, the blue sky with clouds and the sun. She turned right around and did a super dive right back into the water. She swam fast until she went all the way back to the ocean floor where the octonauts were waiting. Dashie. So okay, I will. She gave the engine to Tweak. Tweak said, Thank you. I'm going to get it installed right away. Tweak took it and got the octopod working. The octopod got off its side and back on its feet. All the power was back, and all the vegetables had straightened up the kitchen. They were very happy about it. Peso saw, Oh, you still have a cut on your leg. Here, let me take care of it. Hiya! He put a bandage on. Thank you kindly, said Tweak. Something after that happened that they didn't expect. Tweak loved her new wings, but she didn't realize that as she had been doing all this flying, all her feathers had been falling out. In fact, her wings were mostly all gone together. Oh no, Captain, my wings are gone. I'm sorry, Dashie, I think it was just a temporary fix from the great horned owl. The last few feathers fell off her back. 
Well, I sure did. I sure did enjoy flying while I had the chance, and it got us our engine back. So that's good enough for me. Tweak said, Hey, everyone! Engine's on! Let's go home! All the Octonauts got into the Octopod, happy to have their house back, and they took off. They had found a new place in the ocean with strange creatures and an owl that lived underwater that could give people wings. They knew they'd be coming back soon, but they were glad for now that they were safe and had their home back. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.